Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creationtorevelation.com. I'm so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you again for listening in, for joining in. It means a lot. I want to begin today by giving credit where it is due for today's title, Leave Things Better. A couple of weeks ago, there was a post on social media by a gospel preacher friend named Don Truex. Don preaches in Florida in the Temple Terrace, Tampa area, and he was reflecting in that post on the life of his father. It had been 28 years to the day that his father had passed from this life. It was all very touching. He talked about how he thinks about his dad every day. He recounted the circumstances that his father endured throughout his life, starting very young. He had things happen in his life that most of us have never endured. And the entire post really was just a man of faith sharing with his friends how much he adored the faithfulness of his dad. This leads us to today's title. I want to read a small section from that post. Brother Don wrote these words. I've been thinking a lot in recent days about the fact that Dad was adamant. In every circumstance, you should leave things better than you found them. Borrow something from a friend? It had to be returned in better shape than when you received it. Become part of a local church? Work to make it better than when you arrived. My dad preached for 60 years. He always sought to leave things better than he found them for the next preacher and the church better for his having been there. In my unashamedly biased judgment, I believe he did just that. Leave things better. Okay, so straight up from my perspective, as someone who is always on the hunt for three word phrases that stick, I knew instantly that I wanted to share some of these ideas with you. Over the last couple of weeks, I've started reciting this phrase daily in my head. Leave things better. And it really started to occur to me that this was a simple concept that I had let slip and that the application of it is as simple as a conversation I'm having in the moment and as extensive as looking at my entire life and what it will be like for those I love when I'm gone. So you and I are going to dig in on some specific aspects of that today. I have to say this, if you know me and or you know Brother Truex, you know that he is probably 10 times more tactful than I am, probably 100 times. So I am really grateful for his subtle and powerful contribution to today's ideas because I was going to title today's episode The Bus Factor, which is much more morbid and abrupt, like 
super abrupt. And I will talk to you about the bus in the back portion of this episode. But I'm feeling pretty good about going with Mr. Don to get things started. So there are two separate principles from the title that I want you to consider today. To start, let's not think about the word leaving or what that means. Just consider the word better. You know from the very earliest stages of this podcast, we talked about just get better. It is my personal intention to improve and grow in every facet of my life. But that is not the end game. The end game is to make things better for the people around me. Jesus talked endlessly about you and me being lights in this world, to bring something good into the room, to bring some reflection of his character for the betterment of everyone involved. Whether, again, you're talking about a quick 30-second conversation with a stranger or the entire arc of your life, you and I, as believers who have given our life to live like Jesus, ought to be committed to making things better, to being sure that the fact that you are involved in it, it might be your marriage, it might be the church where you worship or where you go to make a living, your presence and the contribution of your faith should always be a good thing. And again, I'm not yet talking about legacy and after you're done. I mean, right now, while you are in the middle of it. Is it better because you're there? I think we all know that there are people in this life whose involvement usually means challenges for everyone else. Often those people are incredibly self-absorbed, takers, and almost completely unself-aware that they are there to contribute to the betterment of what is happening, not challenge its breakability. Jesus talked about us being the salt of the earth, which can lose its ability to help. He said, you may as well just toss it out. But when it is working, it preserves the integrity of everything in which it comes in contact, and it enhances, and I really love this concept, it makes things around it better. It enhances them. So I would really love for you to start right there. Is my involvement, my participation in this, is it for the betterment of everyone connected to it? And lest there be any temptation on your part to justify the answer being no by saying, well, you don't know my spouse, or you couldn't imagine the place where I work, or This church is riddled with hypocrites, lest you get distracted by the contribution that others are making. Please recognize this episode isn't about them. It's not about how dark the room is or how cold it is or how dilapidated the circumstances are. It's about what you bring to it. It's about the effect of your presence. And really, if we are this light that reflects Jesus, then the darker, the colder, the more dilapidated it is, the more easily that your Christ-like 
character should help. So start small with me. The conversations you've had today, did you make that better by the way you participated? Better for the other person? Better for your relationship? If you are in a marriage at this moment, the contributions you've made one-on-one so far today, is it better than it would have been because of the faith that you've brought to it? What about your relationships at work? What about, as Brother Truex referenced with his father, the conditions at the church where you have associated yourself? Look, we're not talking about perfection here. We know that. And there will be mistakes and relapses and the whole thing. But so long as this is where you are right now, so long as God has said, I will keep you alive and I will keep you there and I will keep those people around you, are you ready to accept the role that you are there to make it better? Okay, so now let's layer something in. The word leave. Many situations that we are in right now, we will not always be in. You may not always be in the home where you are now. You may not always be in the occupation or even in the church where you are now. You may not live in the same place. You may not have the same neighbors. The idea of contributing for a time and then leaving that is actually pretty common in this life. Certainly, we can talk about death as was the impetus of the post that I read about earlier. 28 years ago, his father left this earth. He was finished influencing people here, and it was being reflected upon that he sought to leave it better than he found it. But again, it's not always death that leads to that. There are any number of reasons. And when you talk about exiting a situation and it being better for you having been a part of it, to me, that issues a challenge right away. Leaving is almost always, at least to me, a negative thing. If you leave a job, the people who are there probably don't like that very much. I can definitely testify as a preacher that when you leave a work that you loved and poured your heart and soul into, there will be people who are very upset by you leaving, especially, of course, in the case where you chose to do it and people don't understand. So when you really think about it, it's quite a challenge to leave any place or people or thing and then be in a better place because you had been there, largely, again, because leaving can be such a difficult and painful process. But listen carefully to this. I refuse to be cynical, I refuse to be negative, and I refuse to justify poor behavior by saying, well, it's probably going to end anyway, and everybody knows it will go badly from there. Remember, this isn't about other people. This is about you. Instead, I've taken it as a challenge, because it is a challenge. It takes a very loving, humble, thoughtful person to enter into someone's life, an individual friendship or a church family, involving yourself with them, and then for you to leave it and for them to say that last part was unpleasant because, because they are such a positive influence in my life. 
In that case, if you're following me, it doesn't matter if you leave that neighborhood because you moved across town or because you've passed from this life. It doesn't matter if it was your choice or it was not your choice. You still leave them thankful for the time that they had with you. Look, I don't want you looking back over past years after this episode is over or all throughout the week thinking, well, I really messed all that up. We work in the present. So instead, here's what I want you to do. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's your spouse, your children, your parents. Maybe it's your church home. Maybe it's where you work. Right now, I want you to take the challenge. The challenge is, if I leave here, and of course, ultimately, you will, by one means or another, can I be such a helper here? Can I show so much love that even at a time of departure, even if that is hard on people, they will accept that difficulty? They will say, departing is hard, but I wouldn't trade what we have or what we've had for anything. I want it to be like that. Naturally, reading that post and being a preacher, I think about local work and the places where I've worked before. I know I shouldn't look back, but there was definitely a time or two where when it came to the leaving, things got kind of bad. And maybe I need to admit that the way I went about handling that took a lot of the good that we had done and maybe didn't leave it better like I'd intended all along. In some ways, it challenges me to do the hardest thing of all. The easier thing, I believe, is just trying to make things better for the people in your life. The harder thing is if and when those things are coming to a close, handle that in a way that preserves the good that has been done. All right, one more thought for today, and I want to get back to the originally intended title, The Bus Factor. The truth of the matter is, no matter your age, no matter where you are in your growth, no matter what you are contributing to your relationships, good or bad, every one of us is subject to being hit by a bus. I've used this imagery for a long time. It has snuck into sermons occasionally, and I immediately have to apologize. If anyone you know has been struck by a bus and lost their life, I sincerely do apologize for the figure. But the truth is, those who were struck by a bus and lost their lives never saw it coming. They were out and about, heading somewhere, mobile and hopeful, and then it ended in an instant. I think you and I need to think about that. So far, we've looked at contributing to the betterment of your relationships and environments, no matter what's going on around you. And we've looked at the fact that there are many different reasons why that tenure could cease. And everything you contributed will also cease, and it ought to amount to something. But now I need you to see that there is almost zero predictability on when that will happen. For me, right now, I think about COVID pneumonia and the effect that it has had on people that I know of every different age, every different size, you name it. Some of those who have passed or who have come as close to passing as possible 
had no apparent comorbidities, as we call them. Some of the stories go just like this. He was doing his job. The next day, he went to the hospital not feeling well. He never left. He was put on a ventilator. His family was not allowed to visit him. They never spoke again. I don't like talking about that. I don't want to abruptly leave my wife or my children or the work I'm doing here or the people that God has put in my life. And that's probably why I use the bus factor so often. It kind of has that at least slight levity element to it to lighten the weight. But it is true nonetheless. So now I have to add something else to the conversation. What if this is it? What if what your children remember for the rest of their life and what you contribute to who they are, what if today is the last day you get to do that and you don't leave because of sin, which is good, but you're gone in an instant? What if your marriage, what it has become and how it affects that other person, what if that ends today? Life ends for one of you and the other cherishes what has been preserved and left behind. I'm a big Garth Brooks fan, or at least I used to be, first concert I ever attended. And probably his most emotional, maybe best song is, If Tomorrow Never Comes, Will She Know How Much I Love Her? Do I try in every way to show her every day that she's my only one? And if my time on earth were through, and she must face this world without me. Is the love I gave her in the past gonna be enough to last if tomorrow never comes? You may be humming that tune all day. I make no apologies. But how does that make you feel? I mean, it makes me want to quit this thing mid-recording, drive home, and hug the woman that I love. But it's about more than marriage. It's about my children, too. And it's about my friends and my fellow Christians who I would be leaving but would see again. It's also about the unsaved in my life who I would be leaving and hope somehow to get to see again. Look, I don't know if your life will end today or years from now, but when it does, by the grace of God, by the light of Jesus, and by love for others. Start now and stay consistent so that you and I can leave things better. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.